0: All right, so today I have Erin Gargan King on the line, and she is the founder over at Socialite Agency. Uh, Erin, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Adam. So I'm excited to get into what you're doing, um, specifically in the speaker space because there's a lot of people listening that have either wanted to become speakers or they're looking to hire speakers. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's really important for somebody to do that, um, going forward. And I want to get your take on it. But, um, before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Um, how did you get started in business as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I was 22 years old and I was selling television advertising in Baltimore City, Maryland. Have you ever been to Baltimore before? No. Okay. Have you ever seen The Wire by chance? Uh, No. Okay. So The Wire is a show about Baltimore City that basically depicts some of the um, rougher parts of the area where I'm from. And Mm. if you kind of picture that combined with Anchorman, which is obviously, um, you know, the Ron Burgundy, San Diego, uh, you know, TV parody with Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. um, that combination was my first job. I was selling TV advertising uh, for a public TV station in Baltimore. And I'll never forget that there was a guy that was up for a promotion against me. And I had much better sales members than him. However, he played a lot of golf with the boys club of the executive ah. team. <laughs> And so I went in, you know, I'm 23, 24 years old, and I'm so confident about this promotion. And he ended up getting it, James. Mm. And I'll never forget in that moment, I was like, you know, I just feel that it's way too risky to have someone else be deciding what my path looks like. And so I went full Jerry Maguire and jumped ship <laughs> when I was 24. I had no experience, no MBA, no capital. I don't recommend doing that. I recommend learning how to become a better golfer (laughs) and, you know, I just become friends with the boys team, but um, that's not what I did. So uh, I jumped ship and started my company, which was called Jump Digital Media uh, because I jumped ship from my job. When I was 25, uh, we built websites for some pretty large companies. We landed like, you know, Whole Foods, Black & Decker, Linksys. And in that experience, I learned that it's excellent to be an entrepreneur. It's so incredibly exciting, but, Without a real strategy, without a real game plan, it can be very expensive. Um, I remember, actually, I had to take a personal cash advance on my credit card to be able to run payroll for my employees that had children. And um, when I I had set a limit for myself, and I said, when I hit this limit in debt, then I just basically didn't have what it took to make it happen. So that was going to be kind of my runway. And so I hit that and went back to the, the real world and got a job. Dug out of my debt, got more experience. And from there, I started my second company, which was called uh, PMS.com. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Uh, it was a dollar shave club for women's monthly healthcare needs. And we were featured in Forbes. They called us the tampon fairies. And we had 20,000 women <laughs> subscribing to this thing. Um, so that was actually, you know, a, kind of a medium success, kind of broke even when all was said and done. Uh, it turned out the URL was more valuable than the business idea because a lot of women just picked it up at the grocery store. It's not a big deal. Just, you know, kind of scoop them up. So um, finally, third time was a term where I started socialite agency out of my house, my kitchen table with one client. And with that one client helping them with their social media, I grew the company to run social media strategy for some of the world's largest brands, the Oscars. ABC Disney, Johnson and Johnson, Visa, Target, Siemens, Hitachi, um, Fashion Week, you know, you name it. We have run social media for those live events, and through that experience, I ultimately ended up um, writing a book, and now I get to kind of speak full time to audiences all over the world, all different types of verticals. Right now, I'm talking to you from New Orleans, where I'm here for an opening keynote tomorrow for the uh, National Consumer Show Association. And really what I'm passionate about doing now is just helping sales, marketing, and entrepreneur professionals become better at how they show up online, help them become better with how they type text and tweet. That's my mission Mm. now.
0: Uh, so, obviously, you've had a wide array of experience. You've done quite a few things, and you've had, you know, some, some bumps along the way, as, as all of us have as entrepreneurs that have been doing that mm-hmm. for any 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 considerable amount of time. If you could go back to that, Erin, that was just getting started about, again, and, um, and give her some advice, what kind of things would you tell her?
1: Well, if you're an entrepreneur, Adam, like you are, like we all are, people that are listening to this podcast, we are all inherently optimists very optimistic. And it's that optimism for what could be, what could be possible. One of our favorite phrases, all of us, is what if. And that eternal optimism is so critical. It's so important. It's it's key. And what I would also say to you, younger Aaron is that, yes, be optimistic. Yes, be positive. It's absolutely essential, whether you're raising capital or you're selling clients. But what can go wrong will go wrong and that is not negative that is just that it costs twice as much and takes twice as long as you think it's going to and that's just a reality of entrepreneurship that i think as a young entrepreneur if you can take your dreams and take your positivity take what you know you're meant to do and apply realistic parameters Manage those internal expectations, you will set yourself up for success in a much stronger way than being a little bit too, uh, doubling down a little too much on the rose colored glasses, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it makes it makes a lot a lot of sense. It's it's you can be optimistic but also um understand what's actually happening. You can still have your feet on the ground with your optimism is the way I like to say it. So I, I love yeah. that advice, Aaron, and I think it's it's right on um for what people how should people should be thinking depend, no matter what um stage in their entrepreneurial career they are whether they're just starting out or whether they're doing really well i mean seasons pass we know they're going to pass and there's going to be some more downs in the future that's just the nature of of the game we're playing um let's change it up a bit aaron i want to talk more about what you're doing as a speaker so you did um you did touch on it but let's get a little bit more in depth so let's start with this um what kind of topics do you like speaking on let's start there
1: so I wrote a book called Digital Persuasion, and the topic that I speak on is essentially the fact that we do not type the way that we talk. Mm. The atom that shows up online, on social media, on email, on text, the atom behind the screen is not the same atom that shows up in real life face-to-face or even over the phone like this podcast recording. And so because we spend more time behind screens than we do face-to-face, and because we have to win behind screens, we have to win on digital in order to get the opportunity to win with real-life dialogue. The way that you type, text, and tweet, the person that shows up online has to be a little bit more elevated. We have to be more intentional about the words that we choose, how influentially and persuasively and powerfully we present who we are, what we do, and why it matters. And so what I talk about is a little three-step optimization formula that you can run your social media posts, your videos, your texts, your emails through, but before you publish, before you hit send, you kind of run it through this little three-question test just to make sure that you are showing up as authentically and powerfully and as real-world you as possible in this new digital space. So that's what I'm talking about.
0: So um, what kind of, I I know that you're really an expert in the persuasion side, and I love what you're bringing up in terms of um, how we show up on that digital side, because it's really, I I think a lot of people overlook it. So I think your your content is like dead on in terms of even getting you the face-to-face, right? If you're wrong on your messaging on the front end, then nobody's even going to take your meeting in the first place, then you may have some real value to add. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of, what kind of um, trends are you noticing in, in, in your communication space that you speak on?
1: Well, the reality is that we're all trying to stand out in a very loud environment. And mm-hmm. so if you think about how long we've lived in this social, mobile, digital space, you know, Facebook is turning 15 years old. iPhones are turning 12. You average those two phenomenons together, you get 13.5 years of living like this. So even though it feels like we've always been living on our phones and in social and in digital, it's really only about freshmen in high school old that we've actually been operating our businesses and living our lives this way. And so if you think about when you were a freshman in high school, Adam, think about how awkward you were. I was awkward. I was, you know, uncomfortable. I looked to others to know how to behave. I was taking it till I made it. You know, and so that's kind of what we're seeing now. On social and digital we see a lot of people trying to figure out how to do this but really everyone's just testing and learning no matter how big the brand is and so when you think about that it's never been more important to really examine the way that you are showing up and so what everyone's doing is you know, they're, they're showing up online and they're showing about them. It's all about them, their business, their product, their vacay, aren't you jealous, Bragosaurus, me, me, me. And if you want to be different, if you want to stand out and be heard, um, it's not that people have such short attention spans. It's just that we have a very low tolerance for crappy content. And the reality is, as you know, any entrepreneur knows, is that persuasion is personal. Persuasion has to be so personal to your buyer, to your client, to your prospect, to the media, to your audience, whoever you're trying to sway, to influence them, to become interested in who you are, what you're doing, what you're offering. And so if you want to be different, what I teach is that it's totally fine to show up on social media, post videos and photos and these visuals of you and what you're doing, but you want to show about you, but you want to type about them. You want to make your message more personal to your audience, making it personal to them by, by inviting them into the conversation, by asking, have you ever done this? Making them see themselves in your story by saying, imagine that you're doing this with me. You know, having, you know, offering something useful, making sure that they can actually glean some kind of value from what you're sharing. You know, is it funny? Is it thought-provoking? Is it shocking? Is it is it mind-blowing? Is it little known? Is it inspiring? And then keeping it really brief. So personal, useful and brief, P U B is the method that I teach, putting the pub in publish. And, you know, keeping things brief means jumping right into it. You know, when we're in person, we sit down and we, we shoot the breeze, you know, we have the nice breeze. how was your weekend, this and that. But online, think about how you check your messages. I mean, in, in a message notification preview, in 2.5 seconds, in 10 words on your mobile device, you are deciding interested, not interested, important, not important, open now, delete for later. We're making these decisions in seconds. And so, Whatever you are sharing on digital, you have to get right into it to even get a chance at that, which will ultimately even lead to you getting an opportunity to talk in person, face-to-face, or on video chat, or on a phone call like this. So I talk a lot about that, those, those three steps.
0: That's awesome, Erin. And so if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking about, um, you know, how, um, who they want to be their next speaker at their next event, um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: You know, I'm an Instagrammer. The best way to find me is at Erin Gargan King on Instagram. E-R-N as in Nancy. G as in girl. A-R as in red. G as in girl. A-N as in Nancy. King. At Erin Gargan King on Instagram.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Erin. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, giving your insight and background. And to the listeners, as always, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to head on over to uh, Instagram to check out Erin and uh, and what she's doing. So great stuff there. Erin um, and Erin, thanks again for coming on the show.